Hello and welcome to the Pretty Little Liars podcast on time travel murder mystery dot com. With me today is Marco Sparks. What's up, jerks? I am Benjamin Light, and today we are talking about season one, episode seven, the homecoming hangover of Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Picks up right where the last episode ended, where Emily was running from her life because she's afraid of Toby, even though it was kind of obvious that Toby wasn't going to hurt her. And then she fell. Or couldn't hurt her. Because he sucks. Yeah. For a second, I thought you meant, like, I don't know, like, some sort of magical curse was preventing him from hurting her. But That'd be fantastic. I've probably been watching too much TVD lately. If, like, at the end of season one, Spencer was just like, there's vampires? I'd love <laughs> this show even more. She'd be a great vampire. She'd be a great anything. Great vampire, vampire hunter. hunter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this episode, no, 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 consider that for a moment. Spencer's yeah. just stabbing people left and right in the chest because she's certified that they're, they're, they're vampires yeah. and then they're human. <laughs> she's like, she's well, there was a lot of murdering. evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is basically just like a follow up to the previous episode. Um, the girls are, uh, they're looking for Spencer at the school. They agree to split up because at first, like, just Spencer was going to be the only one left alone, and she didn't like that. Like, I like their logic there, where Arya's like, well, me and Han will go here, and you go there. And she's like, well, I don't want to be left alone. So it's like, all right, we'll all split up then. <laughs> yeah, split up together, yeah. yeah. They they literally have the thing where, like, Spencer tries the lights, and they flicker as if this is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's awful fluorescent lights in, the, like, the hallway of their school. They do, they do the thing where they call Emily's phone and they find the phone on the ground in the trash chemistry room and there's like broken glass and blood. Mm-hmm. And then we just cut to Toby taking Emily to the hospital because she's got like a cut on her head or something. Yeah. Because um, she fell down. Then we got the, yeah, the credits and then it's the next morning. Next morning, Emily's got like a, like a wrist brace, probably like. Probably didn't even sprain a wrist. She probably just like you know twisted it or something. Um, so she's in bed, and uh, I think Hannah's not there yet, but the uh, Ari and Spencer are. And it's basically like, well, I guess uh, he just took you to the hospital because you fell down. Um, it's a little bit anticlimactic, you know. It's like yeah, very much. It's very much like the show's like, all right, we're done with our red herring. Um, you know, Toby. Toby's obviously a good guy because he took you to the hospital and all that and left you there. Mm-hmm. The cops don't wanna, tell Spencer that. Yeah, don't tell Spencer that. Spencer's new working theory that she establishes here is that Toby was fucking Jenna against Jenna's will. Uh, Allison knew about this and was blackmailing him, and so that's why Toby killed Allison. Also, Toby might be the devil. Yeah, that is Spencer's working theory. Nothing will sway her from this over the exactly. course of the episode. Exactly. <laughs> she's never been more certain of anything in her life in her whole goddamn life yeah mm-hmm. you want to start with emily or um sure yeah let's do emily first this time just because she's kind of like who the episode hits first yeah, emily's mom is uh emily's mom in this episode without a doubt 100 percent. yeah she's she the mom didn't know that emily took toby to the dance that when the cops asking her about it she thought she was with ben mm. um I did like the part where the mom's just like, I'm sure she's told you everything, cop. And the cop's like, man, everyone lies. Yeah. I like yeah. that cop. I feel like with that cop like shows up a lot and he, he has like does. one line. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's it's good. Not not Wilden. It's a kind of a Patrolman. just like a like a portly uh, black man in a like patrol uniform. He's like he's like the not Wilden cop, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a detective. He's not a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the girls uh, <laughs> eventually leave. Emily's like seemingly like bedridden for most of the episode yeah. as she recovers. Um, she opens up about her her lifestyle changes to Hannah. Well, after Hannah shows up, first she does say that she covered for Toby to the cops, mm-hmm. um, and so she she basically said Toby didn't do anything wrong. She just fell or whatever, you know. Which he didn't really do anything wrong. She did just fall. Yeah, yeah, because she was slipping out. Um, Arya then like gets a text about her parents and how like they're communicating through her now. And of course, even though everything's about Emily, she's like, this sucks. And then just like, you know, takes off. <laughs> Bounces, yeah. Yeah. Aria, out. Mm-hmm. Then Hannah shows up. I, I thought it was funny. There was a car at the beginning of the scene. They show a car out front that says congratulations on it. At first, I thought that was like Hannah's like prong or like homecoming queen car. But nope. it's actually Emily's car because Emily won the contest. Yeah. Which I'm wondering, is that like an A thing that's going to come back? Or is that just like a, a weird coincidence that like Emily has good luck in, in the midst of bad luck, you know? Oh, we shall see. Emily won a car randomly and doesn't seem to give a shit about it. No. no. It's like new car, yeah, whatever. Um, then proceeding on with Emily. Uh, well, she, so she talks to Hannah about her lifestyle changes. Hannah's like... Well, she uh, asked Hannah, like, why did you think I wanted to go with Maya? And so Hannah kind of spills beans on what they told her. Yeah. And Hannah's, you know, she's surprisingly like like uh caring and progressive and supportive about, mm. you know, who Emily is and that they like Emily, they don't care if lesbian, Emily is a lesbian or not. Um and then the next time you see Emily, this scene. Well, before we get to that, um Emily basically communicates that she's scared to come out because she's worried that she could be wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Um as in like maybe she's not really gay, which to me I just took as a just like a kind of a last vestige of denial or like wariness right. or whatever she says she her parents are military she just like she doesn't think they'll take it well you know so she's kind of like and hang, hanging right. by a thread yeah because her mom is wow and hannah says you're not signing a contract <laughs> this is a great hannah episode yeah this is a good hannah episode um so then <laughs> Because Emily's, you know, she's taking some painkillers or whatever the fuck's going on in her head. She wakes up into this, this from this, like, drug-induced haze. Can I just say, I, I always get jealous of these girls. They constantly are, like, getting weirdly injured and needing to take painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. And these are some some fascinating painkillers. So she wakes up in this, like, bizarre nightmare <laughs> sequence for a moment. Dog like, is barking at her. Yeah, dog is barking at her. There's this, like, creepy, strange woman in the doorway to her room who is the super creepy Jenna thing. Of course it is. Who else would be that creepy? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Emily's mom, too. I just wrote down Jenna with her dog. Terrifying. Also, the, <laughs> the dog's name is Shadow. Yes, the dog's name is Shadow. Um, and Jenna's a little bit of a bitch to Emily's mom to get her out of the room. She she made cookies, or her and her mom. Yeah, Jenna cookies. Jenna and her mom made cookies. Jenna brought them over, and what is the line she says? She says have, they taste have... even better with milk. And then like turns to the mom, "You have milk, don't you? Like get the fuck out, bitch. You know? yeah. <laughs> Go get us and... some milk so we can yeah. talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk like bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't go and sits on Emily's bed to have a little heart to heart with her." And this scene is like, uh, it's, it's, it's pseudo chilling. 
Well, it's because she's her ass is blind. She's like feeling around for the bed to sit on it, you know, and the dog's just kind of like there watching. Like it's so she's so goddamn creepy. Yeah, she is. And but she uses it. Well, it's it's like, you know, Emily was never expecting Jenna to show up in her bedroom. You know, it's like, yeah, she she may be blind, but she gets around everywhere. Yeah, and she but she uses she knows it's a face. She knows it freaks people out. But mm-hmm. so Jenna basically guilt trip threatens Emily to get the file on Toby back. Jenna basically she kind of communicates that she doesn't want Toby's file falling into you know the wrong hands, whoever that means. And that she's uh, genuinely genuinely worried. About she's her. worried for Toby, yeah, and she's kept quiet about the liar secrets. And as kind of payback, return to the favor, she wants that file from Emily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so now emily even though she's bedridden it's like her new mission is to try to get that file hannah is the one who has the file she couldn't return it to the dentist's office because Coffee. uh fuzz was there uh and presumably they they're interviewing toby's shrink and they already know about uh the missing file and everything so now it's oh. hot and janet and hannah has it she doesn't want it There's too much heat in this situation yeah, yeah. um it is funny during this scene. Um, what's her face? Uh, Emily. She's she's looking at the cookies after Jenna leaves and thinking about eating one. And I just thought to myself, I wonder if they're drugs. And then later on, Spencer basically insinuates that she's like, "I hope you didn't eat those cookies." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how Spencer's mind works. Yeah. Um, so. At one point, uh, Emily's trying to call Hannah, and then she's like leaving her that voicemail. And, like the mom comes in, and Emily has to like, like change well, the, her whole tone, like mid sentence. It's like could not well, be the more mom, suspicious. Uh, the mom takes away her phone, and mm-hmm. it's like no phones for you today. We're just gonna hang out, and she like proceeds to sit down and read a magazine. Which is God, that seems like the most awful thing ever to just have to sit there and read magazines with your mom all day. Yeah, like. Like, her mom is the most like controlling, like smothering prison warden ever. Oh, and she's and like that Toby Cavanaugh's trouble. And then and then she like mentions how like what will the neighbors think, you know, about yeah. you like hanging well, first, out with him. First, like she's trying to grasp at like what could have possibly happened the night before, because she knows that that she's not getting the truth from Emily. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to the first place that she can think of, that her limited mind can think of, which is did he try to pressure you into something that you weren't <laughs> ready for? And then, what will the neighbors think of him or you? Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, this scene is basically, like, Emily's whole day is just, like, bitch, you're going to sit here and watch me read magazines disapprovingly. Yeah, lucky magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, later on, Emily finally gets back to school. Maya just acts like a complete cunt to her. Yeah, like, Emily... Emily's like, hey, look, like uh, somebody has those pictures, so they make it out and just give me warning. And Maya's just like, why would I care? You know, like just being a just being a bitch, like you know, like oh, like I I don't like you because you're afraid of coming out, even though you're a fucking high school student, you know. Mm-hmm. And Maya doesn't have to worry about what people think of her sexuality because she plays guitar. Yeah. So everyone just half assumes that she's gay, anyways. Um. So Emily does that thing where she tries to have like a little like cute like let's get back together scene with Maya, and she says she's gonna try something new, which being is honest being of honest of herself, mm-hmm. like a fool. <laughs> Everyone lies, man. Yeah. Um. Well, you want to say the end of Emily to to after? Yeah, yeah. When she's yeah. rolling around in her Toyota Corolla. <laughs> there's some there's some loving shots. <laughs> that Corolla just. 
rolling down the streets of Rosewood. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Obviously, they're getting some money for that. I, like they might as well just like had like the Corolla like logo just like fly past the screen for a moment. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about Arya next. God, yes. So obviously, Arya brats off the start of the episode because her parents are. Just, you know, she's all these problems in her life. Her parents are separated, and that obviously is all about her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. First thing she does when she goes to help her parents out is uh, call Ezra. Yep. Leave a message. <laughs> Leave a message with the door open. Yeah, because that's how much she cared about helping her parents out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets flowers. Yeah, well, before she gets flowers, uh, well, Ella brings her in a box, and it's kind of revealed that uh, her brother Mike is going to the soccer game. Ella doesn't want to go because, like, the dad's going to be there and, like, it would be awkward if they sat together, but, like, what would the neighbors think if they, like, sat apart, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do, like, this episode really brings back the idea that, like, Rose Bl- Rosewood is full of these, like, you know, blue blood, blue blood, like, sneering down your nose types of Speaking people. Speaking of which, I hate to correct you, but Mike doesn't play soccer oh, because he's white and he's privileged. I'm sorry. He plays lacrosse. Yeah, he's a lax bro. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Then, then... Ella reveals that the flowers are not from Byron, as Arya might. Well, hope. she doesn't reveal it. Arya just uh, opens the the little invitation. Well, no, no, because Arya's like, "Oh, like Dad get you flowers," and it's like, "Nope, they're for you, Arya." And Arya's like, "Oh, good." Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not for Ella. They're for Arya. That's that's the reveal. And Arya's of like, course. Oh, suitable. Yes. This <laughs> my this pretend moment. my pretend teacher boyfriend got me flowers. This moment with the flowers, like. All the gifts on the internet should be this moment. Yeah. I, I, I like this. I love this. Is my favorite scene of the show. Arya opens yes. up the note and it's like, "Thanks for a good time, Sean." And Arya's just like, "Ah, the what stuff, the, fuck? the 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 emotions happening on Lucy Hale's face are magical. She's like a wizard of disappointment. She was she was so excited because she thought Ezra got her flowers, but they're from fucking Sean, which is like annoying for several reasons. They like like in the manner of like like zero to 60 seconds or less it looks like the flowers might as well be covered in shit that's how mm-hmm. disgusted she looks with them and then she she looks away from it and then she looks back yep still disgusted and then later on she has a conversation with her dad uh, about and her dad's like well we were just kids when we you know got together and Arya's like you weren't kids you were in college and he's like no we really were kids it's kind of an interesting conversation about how Arya obviously thinks that she's older than she is you know well, real quick, I want to say real quick about the flower sequence. Part of the coverage of that scene, though, is shot from the hallway, like through Arya's yeah. door, in this very strange, voyeuristic manner. Arya's house is weird. There's so much wood paneling. You it's very that? warm and rich and like suffocatingly creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but basically, the subtext that Arya is pulling on that conversation of her dad is that she's a kid, she won't understand. And from that, her anger is so righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sad that her parents are separating, and she thinks she is not too young to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, Arya and Hannah and Spencer have a have a little convo in the middle of the woods about uh, Toby's file. And Hannah, it's too hot. Well, it is interesting that she tries to tell Spencer to stay in the car while she goes with Hannah. Um, then Spencer says no. Why am I staying by the car? Yeah. So they have an argument. Spencer wants to take the file to hold on to, to absorb, and to eventually mail back to the cops. Hannah wants to burn it. Yeah, Hannah wants to. Hannah wants to go out in the woods and burn the thing because Hannah's extreme. Well, that's a good place to start a fire. Is in the woods. Yeah, exactly. Because Hannah, 
That's what I love about Hannah. Hannah just latches on the ideas, no matter how crazy, and then she like burns down the woods. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, Arya is the one who actually grabs the file and throws it in the creek. Uh, not not a most most effective way of getting rid of this file. She throws it like three feet. Yeah, yeah. She throws it literally like not into the stream that they're standing by, but up into the air. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, Spencer wants to mail the file to the police, like it's <laughs> gonna slow away in the wind, and like uh, Hannah wants to burn it, and so Arya's choice is the water. Yeah. Say. Um. Then later on, it's, Arya goes to school, walks into Ezra's classroom, and who's there? Not Ezra. She's like, who the fuck are you, sub? Yeah. But Ezra's mysteriously missing. And she she kind of, like, grills the sub about yeah. questions. Like, where is he? Will Sub's he like, can I help you? No. Did I say you could help me? <laughs> um, It's, like, almost for a moment, like, she's almost, like, questioning this woman, like, are you sleeping with my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we've discovered, too, that the book has changed to Madame Bovary. Oh, has it? I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, she's writing about Madame Bogart in the uh, blackboard. Maybe that's just because she's a sub. She doesn't know that they only teach to kill a mockingbird in this school. Yeah, so <laughs> the follow-up to the fantastic flower sequence. Arya runs into Sean. He's just like, hey, Arya, did you get the flower? Hey, Arya, did you get the thing? And she's like, did I get the flowers? Yeah, don't ever do that again. Yeah, tears him a new asshole. Which I like this. Like I feel like this is a show establishing in case you hadn't picked it up that like this isn't that kind of show where like they fight over boys, you know. Like mm. she just completely like destroys Sean, like has Hannah's back the whole time. And it's like mm. don't ever do that again. You know, like I know exactly what you're doing, or you know, like I don't I really like that. Like she just yeah. crushes him. He's like, Oh, I'm just trying to say thank you and she's like, No, you're just trying to say screw you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Arya proceeds to uh, inform Sean that Hannah is massively in love with him and that it's boring how much she loves you yeah. because he is gay. This scene also does tie into my theory as well of uh, Sean perhaps confusing the two of them. Mm-hmm. 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 And then Mike starts getting in a Her brother Mike gets in a fight at school because that's what you do when your parents get divorced is you get in fights at school. Yeah. And now the parents are involved. Byron doesn't want to move out because his kids are starting to get sketchy because they also found out that Arya skips class regularly, which mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how like, they just found that out. Yeah. These girls totally only go to class when they feel like it. Yeah, they, the parents who seemingly aren't talking at all to each other only speak to each other like in the uh, high school hallways mm-hmm. now. Um, rewinding back 45 seconds. So, so I want to point out in the scene where Arya is breaking up the fight of Mike and the other guy, it hits home hard, in case you haven't noticed yet, that Arya is like three and a half feet shorter than Sean. <laughs> and quite possibly yeah. three and a half feet shorter than every other man on the show. And yet treats her kid brother, Mikey, who's like probably a year younger than her, like he's like four. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she really is like doing like the side mom thing with the, and, her brother, Mike. Yeah, and Mike Mike is extreme. Like He doesn't just like storm off. He like tells Arya to go to hell first. Yeah. And Arya's like, I'm waiting for somebody to say that wasn't cool. <laughs> and then Sean's like, that's not, that wasn't cool, Arya. And Arya's like, Sean, you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So Byron doesn't want to leave because he doesn't think it'd be right, you know, to to force the the full on split, the physical split of their marriage onto the kids. And Arya, needing some solace and some comforting, she goes to Ezra's apartment. Yeah, Ezra wasn't answering the phone, so she just goes to his house. And he's and not then, there. And, and then so then she, she breaks in. Yeah. 
Because he literally, in his dingy little apartment, in his hallway apartment, or apartment in the hallway, like, kind of like something like Agent Mulder's apartment complex. Yeah. Um, he has the welcome mat with the key, the most obvious place you could put it underneath the welcome mat. Mm-hmm. So Arya essentially breaks into his place, uh, does some snooping around, Ezra's not there, and but then she hears uh, like a message on uh, his answering machine, something that doesn't exist anymore, um, about uh, how he's like he has an interview scheduled in another school. Um, so York. looks like Ezra wised up and he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's too hot. It's too heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too, too much heat. Yeah. It's going to New York apparently. So Aria has one of those, what do they call them? Like the, the bay window things, the little bench yeah. attached to the inside like of the window. Which, reading nook. Yeah. It was only meant for girls who were sleeping with their teacher and now they need to stare out the window during the rain. It's well, raining. She's, she's reading a book w- that he gave her that was inscribed, uh, when you need to leave Rosewood. That's, that's what he wrote. Sherwood Anderson's Winesburg, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. A collection um, of short stories with themes of isolation and loneliness and about the yeah. inability to communicate in a small town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor Arya. Now she has no boyfriends. I just want to say, the first story in the book is the book of the grotesque. Hmm. Um, yeah, so then Ari has a moment with her brother. You know, the parents say their goodbyes, and twisting your expectations, it's actually Ella who's leaving. Yeah, Ella bounces because Byron won't. She's like, well, you can say it, but I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, keep it real, Byron. And Byron's like, good, because I don't want to move anyway. Yeah, Ella out. <laughs> so, poor Ari. Uh, Hannah, on the other hand, yes. Hannah's, Hannah's having all kinds of fun this episode. Yeah. Uh, like, earlier, we talked about how she talked, she had like a little heart to heart with Emily about Maya. Um, then uh, she has to go have her her like picture retaken for the homecoming queen and king because she wasn't there the night before. First of all, she can't return the file back to the building because she'll be hosed if mm-hmm. they catch her. That's, yeah. That's, Love that she used that word. Yeah, she'll be hosed. Yeah, Lucas. So she gets the the makeup photos taken with Lucas. Lucas, who is so socially awkward at the start of this scene that it's painful. The whole Lucas character is painful because he is that guy who's friend zoned, and it's extremely obvious, at least to me, mm-hmm. that Hannah Hannah likes him as a person, but is not into him romantically at all. Yeah. You know, and it's like you can tell Hannah like would like having this guy as a friend. Um, but obviously that's not what he's looking for and it's just painful. <laughs> but not just that. I think she actually likes that he's romantically interested in her. Is she? She will, she will never, what, a little bit. She will never return those feelings though. No. No. And it's, it's, you can, it's palpable. You can taste it. It's, and it's, ugh. the scene opens with Lucas just like looking at the pictures he took of her in her homecoming dress and like, you know. Yeah, he's like five seconds from unzipping when yeah. she walks in. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was interesting that she walks in in her homecoming dress, obviously. Um, it was interesting to see that like in the daytime, it looks much more artificial, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sean shows up wearing just the upper part of his suit and like gym shorts, <laughs> which is such like a dick move. Like, that's how little he cares. He just wants there's to get a, his picture there's taken. There's like some kind of metaphor about Sean there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you want to analyze it a little closer. Um, yeah, so there's some there's some strife in the homecoming. Well, Lucas proceeds to uh, just execute like a masterwork of cock blocking. Like yeah. his passive aggression is like uh, this is doctorate level. Like you don't 
you don't start out with this type of passive aggression. You got to work your way up. He's essentially like he's fucking with Sean by making Sean act nice and romantic to him, to uh, Hannah when he doesn't want to, which is therefore like making Sean more uncomfortable. It's like he's driving a wedge there by like doing the opposite, you know? Yeah, this is this is some expert level like dicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is he's dicking uh, Sean and Sean's actually like picking up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Sean knows what's going on. And he does the thing where he like shap- snaps a picture of Sean when like Sean's glaring at him, you know, because yeah, we need some candids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucas is he's a little bit of a bastard, but uh, all out. But it's it's almost refreshing because the the gee golly gosh like nature of his like initial scenes of Hannah there were. Mm-hmm. Well, he he definitely like he has some issues about like you know the popular kids in general like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about how he's like always afraid of Hannah and her posse, and he calls him Allison's coven. Yeah. Says Allison was straight up evil, and she called him Hermie for three years because she didn't like his glasses or something like that. Yeah, uh, and Hannah says, "Well, she called me Hefty Hannah, um, but you know she could be really nice too." And he's just like bullshit. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck you! <laughs> I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stare at your cleavage." And his, uh, his plan to seduce Hannah is basically like showing her viral cat videos, so mm-hmm. which well, Hannah's no, like legitimately into, you know. Not just viral cat videos. He has a finishing move, which is a snowboarding turkey video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's interesting. Hannah, at this point, she she comes over at one point. This is at, now past the point where she wants to go in the woods and burn the file. Well, she says earlier we should just touch on that. She's the reason she wants to do that. Uh, is because she can't afford any more fuzz the way Spencer can get away with stealing an essay because she got caught shoplifting. So she reveals that she did get caught yeah. shoplifting to the to Spencer and Arya. Yeah. Um. So then she yeah she meets up with, with Lucas again and it's nice I think for her just to have a friend mm-hmm. in Lucas you know like not a guy that she's romantic interested in he doesn't in her perception doesn't want anything from her. Um. And he shows her the pictures that her and Sean took and Sean could not look more upset or bored. As Hannah says, it looks like Sean ate a bad burrito. Yeah, it's just a great like, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, but eventually Hannah's like, just go with one of these pictures. Like, there's no way. Like, Lucas offers to Photoshop a smile onto yeah. Sean's face, and Hannah's like, no, just go with whatever's real. Yeah, that would also be pretty unethical, Lucas. Just I mean, journalistically speaking. Yeah. Well, the heart wants what it wants. This thing yeah. one does for love. And so then later on, uh, she's back at home. Sean shows up, acting all magnanimous and like how, like, oh, I'm sorry, I was being, uh, you know, I'm gonna be cool after talking now. Arya. Yeah. After getting my asshole torn apart by Arya, doesn't mention that part of it, but that's all you see what's going on. Which is, which is, you know, fortunate because Arya, because of the height differential, mm-hmm. she's right at that level where she can put her whole like like forearm right up Sean's asshole. Sean might like that, but you yeah, know. he really would. Uh, but then Hannah tries to show her the viral videos, and he doesn't like them, which basically means he's a bad person. He can't find the humor in the snowboarding turf. Yeah, he's turkey. like, oh, it's obviously fake. And she's like, hold up. Keep watching. There's a half pipe coming up. And he mm-hmm. just looks at her with such scorn. scorn. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are you? Poor Hannah. Completely unappreciated by her boring boyfriend. Um, we forgot to mention that, uh, after Toby had dropped Emily off at the hospital, he came back home, 
dropped off his car and mm-hmm. rode away on his motorcycle like a rebel without a clue. <laughs> uh, and that's that's, that's what, what we know you do when you're an outcast in Rosewood. You just take off on your bike. Yeah, take off on your bike when you're like 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe yeah. 17, but now we get to the main attraction. Always the main attraction. It's Spencer. Actually, I, I really didn't like her main storyline this episode. Um, fucking Alex. There's, there's some, uh, there's some, some brilliance though in this. There's some flashes of just like yeah. just wonderfulness in here. So we've already established that Spencer has a new working theory of the world and how Toby is evil. Um, well, in that bedroom scene at the beginning, where the girls are finding out from Emily like, like her side of what happened like before, and Spencer's laying down the law mm-hmm. <laughs> that Toby is evil get on board like there's a moment where like she realizes that emily doesn't quite believe this theory and she's like so hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't believe that toby is the devil my god <laughs> and so in last episode we left it as her boyfriend took off because melissa had sex successfully uh driven a wedge there so she goes to seek her low-class boyfriend out uh shows up at his job and is basically like hey can you take a break from your low-class job so we can talk and he's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, people got fired, so now there's more work to do. And then, this, like, no, this is this is the beginning of a genius, though. Tennis Bro is now a sous chef. Yeah, yeah, he's now a, he's now a sous chef because they fired the uh, the kitchen staff, and so now he instead of picking up balls, he's uh cooking, you know, whatever. And then, like, Own balls, yeah, yeah. Some other some other chicken there is just like, you need to get out of here. You don't work here, and you're like violating health codes. And Spencer says, look, I've had my shot. Look, I've already had my shots, and I won't touch the tartar sauce. Yeah. yeah and then uh, Alex kind of like like uh, stands up for her, and Spencer gets this like look of, it's just like a thrill on her face. Yeah. Really just at the idea that she's corrupting her low-class boyfriend, you know? Oh, first of all, in this episode, I love all of the tertiary like uh, club employees that we yeah. run into. Oh, we'll get to that guy later. Yeah, But yeah, like... Uh, like the stick girl Stephanie is a nosy uptight bitch who wants everyone to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And like I, I was waiting for like Spencer to just like throw cash in her face yeah. to get rid of her. Well, that's really like the theme of Spencer in this episode is that she's too too much of a, like a rich blue blood to like understand how the normals live, you know. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of what she had with Hannah and the whole essay thing versus the shoplifting. But yeah, so Spencer's pleading for a makeup day over tennis bro. Tennis bro, he kind of I think he's got a good read on Spencer at this point that He'll go along with the makeup date if he gets to control it. Like he gets mm-hmm. to decide where they're going to go, start to finish. And Spencer's response is, "That sounds dangerous." <laughs> and he says, "Only to someone who you know can't give up control." Yeah, I did find it a little funny later on when Hannah like wants to, or not, when, yeah, when Hannah wants to burn the file and, and Spencer doesn't. She's like, well, "We haven't gotten any A text since since you know the thing with Toby." So clearly, that means he's A. You know, even though it's been like half a day. She literally says, the devil has a name and it is Toby. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, gets a text from Alex saying that uh, he can't go on the like the do-over date because he has to work. And she's like, clubs close on Mondays. He's lying to me, you know. So she shows up there. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, rewind one more time. There's, a, there's just something wonderful with the look of consternation on Spencer's face when that file is gone. It's mm-hmm. like floating into, like down the stream. Like, Trin Belisario is, she's really starting to nail Spencer, I think. Like, she's, 
She's a little bit crazy, but she's very. Uh, there's, there's a part later in this episode where she really misses. We'll talk about that. Um, okay. So she, rather than just take this guy at his word, she shows up at the club. You know, the forbidden kitchen. Yeah. And he's there, like, like making some like fruit shish kebabs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And let me see, what do we have here? I, I did have this written down. Alex, like, he seems to kind of get off at the idea that Spencer is slumming it. Yeah. But Spencer yeah. doesn't... Spencer's, like, interested in him. He's interested in seeing her slum it, kind of, is the vibe I get. I really don't a like Alex. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like, he's 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 seen a lot of these, these movies and these films where the rich girl gets involved with the help. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I could do that. I have a weird thing on my chin. I could, yeah, I could tell you, I could, like, ruin this girl. Sure, sure. Yeah, so she's gonna, like, help him make his fruit shish kebabs so he can finish and they can have their date. Then, like, I, what I presume is, like, the boss walks by <laughs> and he's like, well, you're gonna need, need a hairnet if you're gonna do that. Like, I don't give a fuck if I'm not paying you, you know? And then he says, and this is one of the many great oh, tertiary... Just to put in context for anyone who, for some reason, I don't know why you're listening to us if you haven't watched this episode. Yeah. Who, who the fuck do you think you are? But this boss is obviously some kind of chef. We've just been told earlier in the episode that you should not be in the kitchen unless you are cooking or like one of the professional, you know, mm-hmm. staff. And the boss, like you think, oh no, tennis bro is about to get in some trouble with where Spencer is. And the boss it was like this kind of schlubby dude. It's just like, I don't give a fuck. Put on the hairnet. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And then he delivers one of the many great tertiary lines in PLL. He says, if you need anything, don't call me. I'll be laying in a puddle of my own waste. <laughs> and it's like, drops the mic and walks out. And Spencer's just like, that's cool. <laughs> uh, it's such a random line to give like a throwaway, you know, like a borderline extra. Like- after that, when they kind of like did thing like the audio is descending and he's like off screen. Yeah. And it's like, I want to follow this character now. <laughs> oh, and so then Spencer has to go into a cabinet and she sees that the, the poor ass club employees have created like a hate shrine to all the, the guests and Spencer's on there. Like somebody drew horns on her. And so she gets mad and he's just like, yeah, well, you're a blue blood and your sister like wanted me to park her car, you know, blah, blah, blah. We come from different classes, you know. Well, like barely remembering this episode, I wrote down in my notes, burn book in the cabinet yeah. to which Alex bro says, this is actually the bitch board. Yeah. And board. Spencer is decorated like the devil. Yeah. Um, so but she, we, we forgot to mention that Spencer has expert fruit stabbing skills. No, of course she does. Like she's really going to show she's, up. She's a Hastings. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. And how to like, like shish kebab this fruit. Um, yeah. So later on after she's kind of like, blown up and stormed off after finding her picture in there she comes back to the forbidden kitchen because this, nothing I, is off limits to her i nothing. really i hate this scene like it's, i remember not true. liking this episode and this was the this scene was the reason why um alex tennis bro is like he's like dancing like to like to some salsa music or something while he like cooks like like fajitas or i don't know what the hell he's making um racist he's not mexican though you know but like they almost try to imply that he is like it's like a signifier of his low classness, you know. Well, then this dance does not help that. Well, he's doing this awful dance, and then Spencer shows up, and they like they dance, and like to me, like they tango. She tangos with the hired help. This particular 
scene, I really feel like they have Troy and Valseria playing Spencer the wrong way. Like, she's giving him these looks as he's, like, kind of, like, behind her, like, brushing her shoulders. Like, she looks way too sexually confident for seemingly this is, like, her first real boyfriend, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, she, it, she, it really makes her seem way too adult, uh, just in this particular scene. Like, she, she looks like, uh, she knows exactly what she's doing and she shouldn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, and I re- that's why I really didn't like the scene. It didn't, it didn't ring true to me at all. Spencer has one more great line in this episode, but first we should say that, uh, so as we alluded to later on, Emily is, uh, is driving around in her brand new Toyota Corolla. She happens to pass by Toby's house in which there's a, I don't know what you call this kind of truck, but uh, like somebody's to- brought back his wrecked, damaged motorcycle. Yeah, Toby's bike's all twisted up. And, Jenna's uh, on the stairs crying. Everything's in slow motion. There, yeah. And yeah, Emily just keeps rolling by in slow motion as the song plays. And uh, so she meets up with uh, Spencer and Hannah as they talk and they make up. And re-Toby's potential death, Spencer says, I'm not going to cry about this. <laughs> She acknowledges to Hannah that she is like a, uh, you know, a bitchy blue blood type, but, you know, she yeah. can't help who she is. She's a Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah Hannah gets the line where she says, so is Toby dead? Because this is what we're all thinking at this point. You're like, wait, did they just like kill this guy off? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be convenient because then he couldn't answer any questions. Spencer yeah. ain't going to cry over it, though. Yeah. And then they get the text. The uh, Hannah th- says, it's probably Aria. Nope, it's A. Yeah. Thanks for getting Toby out of my way, A. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Aw, I've been fooled again." Uh-huh. And then uh, cut to the A tag, where uh, all those pages that uh, Arya threw in the creek have like floated all of like six feet down the creek and uh, washed up on shore. And A's picking them up. Yeah, A in like some kind of black outfit, like black gloves, is picking them up out the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love this episode as much as I. I thought I would because it's kind of just picking up, you know, like literally the homecoming hangover. Um, I recall not liking this episode, and I mean, it, there's fun stuff in it, but like I really didn't like the vibe they brought with uh, Spencer in this. Like, I feel like they, for some reason, they thought, well, we need to have an arc about how Spencer's too rich and like, uh, you know, privileged, but like to me, her characters never totally come off that way. She's like a super overachiever type. Yeah. Um, but I never felt like she was insensitive to like others, you know. I mean, she's just more kind of like autistic, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my my problem with that description of Spencer is the word too. Yeah. Too rich? <laughs> no. She's Spencer. Um, and like you look at the other girls. I mean, like they tell you that Emily you assume that Emily's like like poorer than Spencer, but you really wouldn't see it from the way she. Well, they all live lifestyle. in Rosewood, you know. So yeah, it's like, well, you must be making some money to. Well, and like, look at how Arya dresses. You know, you wouldn't think that her family would be that well to do, but especially for Hannah, I don't think Hannah's like shoplifted every outfit she owns. <laughs> oh, I like that uh, Arya can zone in immediately on the sunglasses that. Hannah's yeah, when Hannah talks about how she got caught shoplifting, Arya's like, "What? What sunglasses? Was it those ones?" And like. Spencer has to interrupt because they would have just talked about that forever. Focus. Yeah. Um, we don't really get any kind of follow up to a altering the population count in the previous episode. No, I mean, maybe Toby's dead and that's why, but that Schmape. wouldn't, 
like i don't know that doesn't totally add up that whole population changing thing you know emily's yeah. still alive toby seemingly would have still been alive at the time and maybe then he went and wrecked his motorcycle maybe but... somebody had cancer yeah maybe age mm-hmm. thought it would be fun yeah he is saucy like that mm-hmm. yeah there was some some fantastic character moments um I mean, but you know, they get, last week's episode was just yeah. Well, I think Lucas is so awkward that so those scenes are uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then the Spencer scenes with Alex, to me, like they feel like they're on it from a different show almost. You know, like the lighting is different in that kitchen. Um, you know, it doesn't really match the the visual style. The There's rest of the show. There's no reason to do three scenes of this show where you put Spencer in a kitchen with a bunch of peasants. Yeah. Oh, I like the fact that she is informed that she is not allowed to be in this kitchen and she continuously returns like, to it. Excuse me, I'm Spencer Hastings. I don't I don't know boundaries. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 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 episode will be worth it solely just for the, the looks on Lucy Hale's face when she gets those flowers. <laughs> God, it's just it's it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely adorable. All right. Like well, uh, that about finishes up. I'm sorry. Do you have a last comment there? I'm looking forward to the next episode just because of the title alone. No, oh, what is it? Please do talk about me when I'm gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I I honestly don't remember what happens in this episode. So, sure this next one. So, we'll talk about that next time. Mm. Bye bye. Thank you.